0: I'm back my friends happy monday
1: happy monday, monday.
0: To you. love mondays yeah
1: you love mondays can you tell it's monday
0: they're all the same every day is monday from here <laughs> oh, until oh, the fr- until the end of 2020 oh,
1: they're no. all mondays. Mm-hmm.
0: so we're doing one of these every day from here on out that's the plan
1: i'm in i we may have to get approval but i'm in <laughs> Uh, but for now, we are back with episode two
0: two seven of We Were Gamers. I'm Michael. I'm hosting today. With me, as always, are it's me, JJ, the guy speaking now.
1: Hey, it's Andy, the other gentleman who spoke after the first gentleman. No, the second gentleman. I'm the third gentleman. Gentlemen, we're all gen- we're all gentlemen here.
2: My gentlemen's.
0: Ooh, I like it. So, we're back for another episode. Andy, do you want to uh, quite literally get us rolling
1: here? On some new stiff rubber? Yes. Some, some tight threads? What do you call... Some snazzy some Snazzy, snazzy new treads. Snazzy treads. There you go. Yeah. It's got all-season tires on it, I think. Hey, I bought a I new mean... car. We bought a new car. Our family owns a new car. I scored a new ride. All these words. I'm trying to be cool. I'm trying to make a giant SUV sound cool. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so you got a new SUV. Tell us what you got. Okay. Uh, Hyundai makes a car called the Palisade, which is a competitor to vehicles such as the Ford Explorer, the Kia Telluride, the Chevy Traverse, the uh, Canyonero, the... The last one's a Simpsons one Yeah thank You know you what for I mean that. The big We got that Big cars uh, Three row Three row cars We Had a previous vehicle That we eventually used The California Lemon Law on And ordered this vehicle Via mostly the internet After a test drive And waited for it to come Off of a boat And now we own it <laughs> It's cool it's nice to have a new, fresh set of wheels. JJ. Hello. It reminds me of the interior of your car quite a bit.
2: Like, because my car is the last, like, modern, recent car you sat in? Your your old car was newer than mine.
1: <laughs> is currently. It has the aesthetics of a BMW.
2: I see. In that, like, it is...
1: Very minimal. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Very minimal black plastics, you know, like... Okay, it, so a lot of like uh, the Japanese cars, there's gl- gray flat plastics. A lot of places, um, you know, depending on what brands you buy, more or less of that. Uh, American cars, a lot of black plastics, and then you get into like the soft touch type stuff that the BMWs and the Audis the, and all of the world do. The um, soft touch plastics. Yes, Let's exactly. Be clear. What right, those yes. are made of. I'm sorry, also <laughs> plastics. But, uh, you know how they kind of, the aesthetic of a BMW it, to me is a lot it of, coat them a, bit. a lot of squat lines of different things. So like when you're looking at this, your center dash, your radio is a very thin squat line across the dash underneath that your radio is a squat line of controls. And underneath that is a squat line, you know, like they do a lot of banding of their interiors, I feel like, so that it doesn't look like one material or one thing for too much space. Whereas a lot of other car companies tend to have squares of things. Like here Mm. is your square of controls, stuff like that.
0: Uh,
1: I say that. And then I think when you look down away from the dash, there's a gigantic actual literal square in the middle of the console (laughs) that has a one button and it slides open. And inside there is like a, wireless phone charging mat and cup holders and a whole bunch of other stuff but you can fold it or uh, flip it closed so there's kind of this giant flat almost like a work surface in a way Mm -hmm. so that you, you don't have like a giant hole you're trying to balance stuff on if you're working in the car guys it has a push button transmission
2: I mean, push button starts push button. aren't anything new. That's not a, not
1: a push to start. Uh, do you want to put it in drive? Push that square uh, square oh, button got, that has a D. No, you on have it. no gear shift. It's no all buttons. It, right. It yeah. is a
2: push button. Uh, yeah, gear shifter. Right. Shifter.
1: Yes. The all all gear shifter. There's a dial that looks like what you would expect the gears to be on and stuff. That's for the. Uh, the modes, the drive modes and stuff like that. It's a, it's kind of a weird interior. Getting used to trying to get it into drive is very strange. You can't just sort of reach for the knob or the stick. You have to push a button. You have to like feel a button out or like look down and push a button. I mean, are you
2: frequently attempting to change the car into drive while not looking?
1: <laughs>
2: I feel that you should be looking.
1: No, but I have. Or if
2: nothing else, have your foot on the brake because that's also (laughs) something you should be required to do before it allows you to change gears. No, but
1: I, I, you know, when you get used to a car, you get in the habit of knowing where a reverse is. So you can start to look behind you and check your mirrors and stuff while you're putting it in gear.
0: Yeah, it's muscle memory. This is definitely more of a
1: a deliberate, okay, my foot's on the brake. It is now in reverse. I will check my mirrors because I I don't know. I can't feel for the R. I
2: feel like that's a, a process everyone goes through with a new car, whether it's a new to you car or new because you've never had a car or you know, like you do that when you first start driving also, right? You're like, okay, I have to foot on the brake. Now I can sift it into reverse and look, put my hand over the seat and look behind me. Hi dad in the passenger seat. And like, you know, the, the whole thing, like it's all, you, you'll, you know, the feel will come back after you have done it, you know, 50 more times. I agree.
1: I think though that there's a there's a a sentimentality memory of anything with a shift a straight line shift stick. Yeah, you might need to find it the first time you get in the car, but by the end of like four or five drives, you got it. It's the same in every car almost, you know. Uh yeah. versus this one's a li- just a little bit more uh going to have to take some learn learning
2: I just feel like that's it's so different depending on what kind of car you drive or driving on, right? Like if you yeah. learned in a car with a manual transmission, that's oh, going to sure. be completely different. Yeah. A lot of cars still have column shifters, you know, attached mm-hmm. to the yeah. the wheel, and that's something completely else. This has paddle you know? shifters on the wheel, by the way. What, sure, why not, man? Yeah. Go for it. Uh
1: huh. It's nice for downshift downshifting. In- yeah, I was just gonna say it's yeah, not really. It's literally... I don't use-
2: all you would use
0: it for. I
1: don't really use it much for upshifting, but downshifting is very nice to uh control your speed. It has hill descent control um for that like if you want that slow creep down a hill or something, you don't have to try and do it just with the paddle shifter or whatever. But um it's been a long time since I've driven a car that is literally just a a six-cylinder engine with nothing I can't remember every car either is electric or has a turbo that I've driven in the last five years I think and so yeah ste- I think stepping- the- oh good oh, I was just saying stepping backwards in the way of driving like i I'd have to remember not to have to blip the throttle to spool up a turbo
2: that's not really something you need to do with modern engines. Either, by the way, Uh, I just want to, it's not, I would not
1: I would say you're probably right on some brands. I would, I would also say a car that I test drove in the last two weeks needed it to spool the throttle, the turbo.
2: Okay. I mean, you can just call out the Subaru if you want to. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, That was it.
2: I knew it was it. Because it's a thing people do with Subaru STIs. So I just assumed it was the same thing. Oh, yeah. Um, It's the same motor. Yeah. So, uh, you know, look, modern engines, which Subaru does not use, uh, I think don't have this problem. Um, Look, it it is something also you would do if you were trying to, like, get the maximum level of performance out of your car on, for instance, a racetrack.
0: Sure.
2: But you're driving a three-row SUV with your kids probably in it. Yeah. You don't need that. It's fine. Know, the extra three horsepower, who cares? Like, it's not going to help
1: you. Oh, of course. But this is, you know, naturally aspirated. So it just has that very slow, methodical, if you stick it at 3,000 RPMs, you'll slowly go faster <laughs> kind of driving. It's, it's okay. Car talk. There you go. I uh <laughs> I watched a
2: video about a car today that is that is bo- all of these things. Yeah. Supercharged. Okay. Turbocharged. Yeah. Hybrid.
0: Huh. That's a lot of things.
2: A gasoline engine with a supercharger, a turbocharger, and an electric hybrid system.
1: What gain do you get from a super and a turbo? That's... I have no clue,
2: bro. It seems (laughs) bad.
1: (laughs) It seems like... I think
2: the gain you get is the amount of money you are now spending.
1: Oh, okay. Got it. In the the repairs. It's the flex... Is what you're saying? Like the flex of I, having spent it?
2: Yeah, I guess. Because like, I can't think of any other thing that it would be, right? I
1: can't imagine the performance gain of a super on top of a turbo. Anyway, I thought it was uh, very silly. I have a car question. This is like adulting minute also for you. Maybe Michael and I talked about it a little bit. But uh, now that we're those adults, JJ, you've kept your car... Ten years.
2: Uh, I bought it in twenty ten. Uh, it was a
1: twenty eleven model year. So
0: yeah, that sounds about okay, right. Okay, so your car is exactly as old as mine is.
1: So, both of you, how much do you wish you had had an extended warranty at this point in time?
0: I did, um. Although mine, you know, mine has has since expired, but I had an extended one on mine
2: there is no warranty that would have insured my car this long
0: no totally. same same here mine would not have lasted but mine was uh, 100,000 mile so the yeah so
2: so the the part that like there are select components of my car that could hit, still be under warranty right, right? like yeah. right sure but those are not the components that are ever the problem
1: so, so the company we bought from has a component that or has a list that would cover 90% of the car for that long but it's a question of, like, you've always been told, well, don't buy extended warranties. You know? Well,
2: so the question is, what is the cost of that warranty versus expected maintenance sure, cost? Sure, sure. Of course. And, mm-hmm. of course, they don't provide you expected maintenance cost. And especially for a brand new car, you don't know.
1: Right. It could um, be anything.
2: And and your, your car is a relatively new model. I mean, it's been out for a year or two or something, right? This is its
1: second or third production year. Yeah.
2: So, you know, they probably... The, the
0: major bugs out.
2: They fixed the biggest problems, right? Um, yeah, maybe. But like, you know, the weird gasket that fails at 50,000 miles, maybe they haven't seen too many of those yet or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I uh, I have spent, you know, so like for instance, my car is a BMW, right? Like it, in terms of total cost, right? It's very expensive. If I have problems with my engine, it's going to be a lot of money. Just <laughs> that's the answer, right? Right, yeah. Um, but... You know, I don't frequently have them. I would say, you know, only once have I ever been stranded by... Uh, twice. Twice have I ever been stranded by my car in 10 years. And one of them was at 30,000 miles and I was on the freeway. and That was years and years ago at this point. And the other one was several years ago when the water pump failed in the parking lot of my office and I had to get it towed. That was it. Hmm. Never, like, anything dangerous happening. Well... The thirty thousand mile one was kind of dangerous because I was in, on the freeway at the time. But you know, n- never really a like matter of like this car won't start. It's like oh, hmm, there's like something dripping out of here. I should I should get this looked at, right? But like I could do it tomorrow. I don't have to do it instantly.
0: Yeah, and I mean uh, the the extended warranty is always just a matter of hedging your bets, right?
2: Yeah. Totally. And like, you know, a lot of companies offer extended warranties for everything. Like I know Toyota offers them for many years. BMW does as well. And it's like, you can pay us like $6,000 or whatever, tack it onto the price of your car. And, you know, then you get four extra years of their, you know, dealer, you know, repairs and whatever. And some cars come with free maintenance for the first X years or whatever. Oh,
1: yeah. I got three years of maintenance on my car.
2: So here's the scam on that. How much maintenance do you think they recommend in those first 3 years? Cuz they will yeah. only do There's recommended maintenance. <laughs> yeah.
1: They, they said it's 5000 miles, but I imagine currently and going forward, I'm not going to drive 5000 miles for a long time during this pandemic.
2: Yeah. So like that's the first thing, right? Like they're not going to if you haven't hit 5000 miles, they're not just going to do an oil change for you for whatever reason, right? Right. E uh secondly, a lot of their like recommended maintenance schedule stuff doesn't start until that time elapses. For instance, I had like 4 years of free maintenance on my car, right? Mhm. And they're like, "You know, actually, uh because it uses synthetic oil, we actually don't recommend you change it for the first 20,000 miles."
1: Whoa, you got 20,000 like, miles dang. off of your oil?
2: The first o- the first oil change, they said. What? I know, right? And I was like, that sounds extremely wrong.
0: That was really long. What are they, yeah, what are they using at the factory that you don't have access to? Seriously? I don't know, like
2: zero W negative 10. I don't know, man. Like, and it's, you know, so they're like, they've recommended these crazy long times. And I was like, what is this about? Oil changes are covered under the free maintenance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If they pushed it out to 15 or 20,000 miles. All of a sudden, you're doing two years in between oil changes, and they only have to change oil once or twice. Hmm. Uh, people noted that previously, uh, again, my model wasn't offered before they started like changing some of their lengths on their warranties, but other models that had been offered went from a recommended oil change life of like 8,000 miles to 12 all of a sudden.
1: I know synthetics so- lasts quite a bit longer. I think it was 10,000 miles for our Ford's synthetic oil changes yeah but
2: so you know i and and again this also was like eight years ago so who knows like what the science has come down on since then sure but you know so you have to take that into account that like if you just have something you don't like about the car yeah you can take it in and get it fixed right but they're not going uh, you know something that's actually broken right but they're not just gonna like uh, you know i don 't like the you know i, I like it 's running weird like can you just look at it they 're like yeah, can you show us you know we'll, we'll do <laughs> we 'll run a yeah. diagnostic or something they 're not going to like spend a bunch of time with you though they 're right. here like there's like fifteen other cars behind you that they also have to get to so you know it, uh, i it certainly can be worth it, and I know people have gotten extended warranties and ended up like saving tons of money because the engine seal cracked or God knows whatever and then they saved themselves an entire engine rebuild for free but the re- i mean the reason they offer them is to make money right it's not they're not offering it out of the goodness of their heart so oh, yeah. right
1: yeah i can imagine you know it's like they're willing to make the bet right on x it's, number of cars it's like right. all other insurance sure
2: yeah and so then you know the the it comes to like well how are you expecting to use this how many miles are you planning to drive what like what is your use case going to be versus the use case of the typical buyer right because that's Mm kind of how they tune these things and if you think you're going to be putting more miles on this car than the typical user and you're going to be doing you know more difficult you know driving it faster driving it harder you are likely then to get more benefit out of the wear and tear kinds of parts of the thing than the average person would right because you're driving 50,000 miles a year instead of 10,000 or whatever you know And so that's like another calculation you can make to decide whether these extended warranties are worth it because they're generally not cheap, right? It's like several thousand dollars depending on, you know, how the length you want to go.
1: Right. Of course. Yep. Yeah. My, my, my frugal brain always says that they're making the bet. So you shouldn't take it. Right.
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, that is, I also was told the same advice, right? Like basically never take these.
1: Right, But as you kind of get on in, in wondering how long these things are supposed to last, and the prices have obviously come down from the exorbitant trying to screw people over to, man, that's just enough money that it almost seems worth it. Um, It's an interesting new world of math we have to live in with these cars living 200 plus thousand miles if you want them to. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: You also have to... I think it changes the calculus, too, as cars get more and more software-heavy.
1: Or, yeah, tech-heavy, right? Heavy, right? Hardware,
0: like, hard, hardware is one thing, right? Like, that'll... If you get a good piece, it's going to last you for a long time. But software sure. can be very finicky.
1: I mean, I've got three LCD screens and a HUD in my car. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah,
2: so, like, what do you do if the, you know, the, the center control touchpad screen or whatever like won't register in the left corner or left side or whatever,
1: or the entire screen in front of me, which runs my tack and speed, which are not physical dials. They're, they're an LCD. Yeah. That's
2: a, that, that is now becoming extremely common on, uh, fancy cars these days,
1: which is shocking to me. Cause it's like, what if that goes out? What do you, huh? You know, I think, I mean, I think still it'll still run, down. but Go down. yeah,
2: I think the, uh, the bet they're placing there is that uh, the lifetime of that screen is longer than the lifetime of the engine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And uh, you're going to get rid of it. If the engine grenades itself rather than attempt to replace the screen at 400,000 miles or whatever. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it is right. It's something to think about if there's some kind of like your car is struck by lightning or whatever, and a bunch of electronics get fried and now you can't see your speedo problem. (laughs) and you know you can't just take that to like your local independent mechanic and be like yeah
1: so that was the other realization we had you know it's funny shopping during during this went from being about the price of the car and worrying about nothing else to like thinking about more so the life of a car afterwards because it could be a long time before we really use a car heavily again and so we might get a long life out of these cars and the what you just mentioned like the, the electronics going out or grenading themselves or you're not being able to read your speed. If you beforehand were thinking, ah, I'm never going to buy an extended warranty because all I'm doing is paying for the uh, you know name brand AC unit instead of taking it to a mechanic on the side, not the BMW dealer or whoever, right? And getting the name brand part, I'll go get the off brand part. But like that exact LCD screen that got hit during the lightning storm, is not maybe replaceable by an outside mechanic. And even if it is replaceable by the outside mechanic and you get a better labor rate, they still probably have to buy the parts straight from the manufacturer. So I can
2: tell you the answer to this, right? I have done literally this. Uh, The last time I had my car in, there was a whole bunch of stuff that I had fixed because, you know, like it was, it was, it'd been a while since I'd taken it in for like a serious service and there was something wrong. And, this and then the other thing. And anyway, it went for a while. Um, But at one point there's a, there's a piece on my car called the charge pipe. And maybe we talked about it on a previous pod. I don't remember, Uh, but it's essentially a piece of, in my car, like very ruggedized, but it's plastic that goes from one part of the engine connecting into another part, right? This piece broke. That breaking essentially means the gas from the turbocharger can't go anywhere
1: Oh, you don't uh, need that. It's fine. You can run with that. It.
2: Yeah, it's real, you know, engine that really needs it is really just fine. You know, you can definitely <laughs> get above 30 sometimes. Uh, so, you know, like, you know, once you get going and the speed is is there, like, you can maintain, but you can't accelerate, basically, at all. Uh, and so, anyway, in replacing this piece, they're like, hey, man, here's some other things that were, like, affected by it when this thing kind of, like, shattered itself inside the you know the plastic had become brittle and it just cracked open. Uh, here are some other pieces that got impacted. Right? Well, uh, you can replace this charge pipe with a the same piece that the you know came you know from the OEM, right? The same piece, uh, or you can replace it from the company that sells that piece to the OEM, and they're like, by not going through the OEM, you save like five dollars or whatever it's basically nothing but oh, it is oh, this, wow. there's there's only one source this company that makes it you can either buy it from them or buy it from the OEM <laughs> there aren't other places like there aren't other ones yeah you can buy like upgraded versions of ones that are better than the one that came with the car right like you can buy metal ones or ones with like you know coatings and i don't know whatever stuff that go faster parts but like there's no other part you have to get this one it's the only one that fits here in this engine, in this configuration, it's this one. And there's one company that makes it. Well, do you want the one that has the stamp from the company that you bought your car from? Or do you want the one before that stamp got put on it, <laughs> essentially, right? And save like $5. Either
1: but way, it's an expensive part.
2: It doesn't make it less expensive, right? And so right. that's the point, right? The, you know, the cost of the whole thing is still that they have to take the engine apart to fit this thing in there. So it's the same, you know, you're not really saving much there and it's probably that way with these screens right if a screen breaks yeah you could take it to your local Hyundai specializing independent mechanic or whatever i'm sure they will have the ability to take it out and replace it with a new one or whatever dollars to donuts that that price is not going to be like tons cheaper than necessarily if you went to the dealer and had them do it now it probably will be cheaper because dealers aren't necessarily known for being you know real real thrifty with your labor and or <laughs> yeah. you know, money But you know, it's at some point the expensive part is still an expensive part. Whoever and whatever they get it from, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, well, you know, I just I could talk cars forever. I don't know, I any any car, I enjoy having a new car, even if it's not a sports car or whatever. But it's cool to find every hidden new to play with. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I I totally agree. Next time you see, when you see this thing, whenever where that's allowed. With a face mask and face shield on, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna play a game, JJ. Called "Can you find all the USBs?" <laughs> oh,
2: um, I know. I already watched the YouTube video on this one, dude. He he pointed them all out. So Aww, yeah, I know, I know where they
1: cheater. All are.
0: Cheater. <laughs> all right. Well, you guys want to do some uh, some more non-game discussion and talk about some food? <laughs> Who needs games? I love food. All right, I'll, I'll present you a choice. Do you want to have the debate first or do you want your brains broken first?
1: Broken first.
0: Okay. I'm going to ask you what seems like a real simple question and then you're going to think about it and realize that it's more difficult to answer than you think. I saw this over the weekend and I haven't been able to actually put a good answer together and that is what makes soup soup?
2: warm out of a bowl
1: like
0: okay oatmeal. so oatmeal is soup
2: yeah i'm okay with calling oatmeal soup <laughs> why do we have to gatekeep you know let oatmeal be soup if it wants to be so is chili soup Ooh, okay see yeah maybe
0: maybe it is or, it's chili, you know? or it's chili stew is stew soup is stew, stew soup a subclass of soup I you know, maybe Because it is. I would
1: call oatmeal a stew. I would not call oatmeal a soup unless you made it into what's the um it's not gruel. It's the type where you have um like oats porridge. In, porridge, yeah. Well that's soup. Porridge is soup.
0: Yeah, see I I'd, think I don't know. Like some porridges I might I might classify as, as a stew, but oatmeal I wouldn't. I wouldn't say oatmeal is a soup.
2: No, it's not a soup. I mean, it's not a soup unless you make it wrong and it's all wet. No,
1: then it's porridge, (laughs) which is soup. Okay.
2: I would say that stew is not a soup. Okay, so then I want... What's the line? Why is stew not a soup? More
1: liquid to solid. Okay, so
2: in order to be a soup, it has to be more liquid than solid.
1: Yeah. that
2: That makes chili not a soup, right?
1: Chili would be a stew,
0: not a soup. Right, but then that would also make gravy a soup.
1: No, gravy would be a stew because you put flour in it and thicken it, so there's more flour than water. Ooh, I believe that's
2: probably wrong. I believe there is not, by f- ratio, more than 50% flour
1: in gravy. Well, there's, I mean, there's more than that in gravy, right? You've got your drippings, you've got...
2: I think uh, here is the idea. I think you can't consider gravy soup because gravy is not made primarily of water.
1: Yeah, because gravy is—it's
2: like fat and other things. Gravy is sauce. So is
1: sauce. Sauce is not soup. Yeah,
2: gravy is sauce. There you go. Gravy is a condiment. This is not even a discussion. Right. So,
1: like ketchup wouldn't be soup, even though it's liquid.
2: Yeah, because then, like, is water soup? Well, no, it's just water.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, but you can also you could also make vegetable soup that, it, that has very little additional liquid because you puree the vegetables.
2: Yeah, but you put some stuff in the water, now it's soup. You need some liquid. You heat it.
0: You have to heat it, right? See, I'm going to disagree with you have to heat it. Oh, gazpacho so, is soup, so, and you, soup, you don't have to yeah, eat it. Yeah, gazpacho is soup.
1: Mm. But gazpacho is more liquid to, to vegetable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true.
2: Cold soups are, there's, there are some.
1: I think, I think you, uh, you worked too hard on this. I have a, I have a definition that is foolproof. Oh,
0: okay. Uh,
2: you apply the, the rule of, uh, what is the, shoot, there's a name for the rule. I forgot it. All right. Well, whatever. Bechdel the test. idea is the idea is I know it when I see it. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. And if I see this and it does not seem like soup, it's uh, the uh,
0: the NFL other, what, what is it? a
1: catch rule? Okay, okay. no catch
0: when I see it. <laughs> that's <laughs> right, yeah. that's kind of where I I kept winding up is like I know soup when I see it.
1: I know, but like so what were your other oopsies that a soup moments cuz we solved gravy, we solved stew. We solved oatmeal. The, those I think were the, the ones cold, that came up for me. I think the cold one
2: was, like, the big one for me because, like, I was just going to say flat everything soup has to be warm. But, no, you guys are totally right that, like, gazpacho and, like, cold udon and some stuff are some cold
0: soup. So,
1: interestingly, udon is hot and then made cold, but gazpacho is made cold.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What you'd really have a problem getting through is what's the difference between gazpacho and salsa?
0: Yeah. That so that was the only other one was where does salsa starts to get really close if it's real smooth because mm-hmm. that's that's awful close to just like differently spiced tomato soup.
1: Well, see, so hold on, so tomato soup though, sh- in my opinion, should have a cream like substance in it. I would I know people would disagree with me, especially if you're vegan, and you can make a creamy tomato soup with potato, but I would argue then that you're imitating the creaminess of having had cream in your tomato soup. Uh, And tomato soup's often made with like tomato puree, tomato sauce, tomatoes, like a lot of different tomato goes into tomato soup above what you would do with salsa is just like, here are tomatoes that were then blended up. Sure, but either way, you're not
0: necessarily not necessarily adding more liquid right the tomatoes in in a lot of cases are liquidy enough on their own that i think once for pureed for
1: making gazpacho you might be right but for making tomato soup i think they're not you have to get like tomato sauce
2: i mean unless you just want like really
1: chunky tomato soup yeah um the only trouble i'm having with this definition is gazpacho versus salsa
2: yeah, I think that I think getting getting into the idea of what salsa counts as. Oh, Again, wait, why are we having this discussion? Salsa is a condiment.
1: Okay, but why is not it in the discussion? So gazpacho's okay. not a condiment. No, because, because you're not you eating as eat a condiment. gazpacho on top of other stuff.
2: Yeah, the context matters. G- gazpacho is the meal. Can I, salsa can is I never blow, the meal. Can
1: I blow your mind right now and tell you I've had gazpacho served over crackers? I mean, crackers are the side there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's just inverted. It's even though it's served over, it it's still
2: chowder. Okay, right. you could pour. You can pour an entire like fancy yeah, so thing chowder on top of a crostini. <laughs> <laughs> no, what? Wait, what? Gazpacho is the main. The chowder is the main. I don't, I don't. I don't. I'm being completely consistent. I'm confused. Why is this a problem?
1: No, it's not a problem. You're no. like, thinking. Good. I was laughing. At fancy thinking...
2: restaurants. Fancy restaurants will give you like a crostini. Yeah. and then like pour a soup on top of it. And now you're
1: saying the soup is the condiment? Yeah, no. Because the serving is bigger <laughs> of the soup. bread. Yeah. I was just laughing uh, thinking of chowder served as a condiment. That would be pretty funny. Would have you like you some chowder? chowder fries? No, yeah, I, I was just it. about to say. I would want some chowder fries. Yeah. yeah. I mean, chili fries. Eat. Chili's, yeah, chili's a condiment. Give it to me. There we go. Give so it to chili. me. Yeah. I literally Goodbye. had chili fries this weekend at Bottle Logic. Yeah, guess what? Those are good. It was a good condiment. Yeah.
0: While we're uh while we're talking condiments, this is a, a good transition point for us to food topic take two. Take you two guys. Uh-oh. So well, the side note here, the, the good people from Deadspin are back. They have resurrected themselves as defector.com. If you have not uh if you have not discovered them, go check it out. But the other day they posted a list. And we shared this in the chat, and I think we
1: all had some issues. Uh yeah, but I think you should re you should redo the the list just to really get the full effect.
0: Okay. Um and we can share the list just so people have access to it later. Um do I do do I go from the bottom up or do I go from the top down? You go from the top down. These lists are meant to be read that way. Okay. All right. So, this is a list of burger toppings as Ranked by the staff writers on a lunch break. Uh, number one, bacon. Uh, two is pickles. Three is cheddar cheese, caramelized onions, pepper jack cheese. That's your top five. Then we have. No, oh, we have <laughs> Andrew <laughs> Andrew is going to be a whole talk. <laughs> you gotta wait, you gotta wait, Andrew. Let me let me run through the rest of these. Uh, raw onions, tomatoes fried onions american cheese blue cheese that's your next that rounds out your top 10 swiss cheese ketchup lettuce mayo mushrooms then eggs avocado mustard hot peppers barbecue sauce and i'm throwing out the next four we're not even going to talk about them
1: hold on so what so we're stopping our list at 20 then
0: No, but look, you gotta finish the fact that they keep going, and they say going, and they said bell peppers, spinach, getting hit by a food truck, and then coleslaw.
1: That's that. See, you have to keep going there because coleslaw should be a top twenty if if they solve some of the other fucking problem. Ooh, I said the wrong word there. (laughs)
2: Look, no, dude, you said the right word because look, man, these this list is a crime.
1: Yeah, there's a lot. To talk about a
2: lot, wrong here. Uh, All right,
1: for my first question, before you leave on this list, uh, okay, we'll get to that in a second. My first question is How in the world do you end up with one, two, three, four, five different cheeses on this list?
2: Yeah, I think that's my biggest argument is like so much of the list is taken up by cheeses and then they're like which cheese is better than the other cheese you could put all the cheeses at like nine and i think it's
1: fine and and i want to be clear i like uh spicy things and i like cheese but there's no way that pepper jack cheese if we're separating all of this belongs above any other of these cheeses oh i mean i think it belongs above blue cheese but yeah i agree with you about the other ones uh, actually, maybe above Swiss cheese, too. Swiss is pretty boring. Swiss is boring, would, but a Swiss portobello, like the Swiss burgers, right? This, this is the problem. This is the exact problem with ranking cheese. I would not put blue cheese at 10 unless I was having a burger built for blue cheese.
0: Or caramelized onions, with carrot.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly. Half of these toppings go, they, together. They, they go together. Yeah,
0: yeah. You,
2: you, there's no world where you're putting, like, blue cheese, lettuce, pickles, tomato, and... Uh, mustard uh, and you're like mayo on your standard like fast food restaurant burger and you're like yeah blue cheese that guy that's what i want right like, like take that's not no one's doing that
1: take the top five you wouldn't make a burger out of the top five what the heck
2: no no that'd be bad yeah
1: no. you can't bacon I, you pickles can't
2: make, cheddar cheese caramelized oh, onions man. pepper jack that's awful
0: no uh, <laughs> here might be that we need we need condiment sets right not individual items but you need sets so I would give you Swiss and mushroom as a set. I would give you blue cheese and caramelized onions as a set. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I just like and then, caramelized onions anyway. But Sure. I mean, yeah.
0: look, you're allowed
2: to mix and match if you want, but there are some ones that will never be had without the other.
1: I mean, as I get older, too, things like bacon have fallen off of the top of my list.
2: Oh, that's your own personal life problem, man. Bacon still is very good on everything.
1: <laughs> I, I didn't say it's not very good. I would put it at like six or seven, maybe. Okay. I mean, but look, there's, you, you can make that wrong choice. There's a right, hot minute now in my life where shredded lettuce on a burger has taken a, a primo interest in my life.
2: No. All right. No. Look, you, that gets to be 28 on this list, and we don't <laughs> go below 20. Shredded lettuce. Get out of here with that.
1: <laughs> I didn't say
2: it's top five. I'm just saying Twenty-seven on the twenty-point list. That's where shredded lettuce goes.
1: Can we just throw eggs out?
0: Are we, we throwing eggs here's, out? Here's fried egg should be higher
1: on the list than it is. That's the exact problem. A, I fr- a fried how, egg.
0: How else do you have eggs on a burger? Yeah, oh. what other way? Yeah, I mean,
1: you don't say eggs. There's no other world where any other version of eggs belongs on there. The sixteen should be fried egg, singular, and done. Sure, but that's the same... I agree with that, by the way. Now you're arguing the other side of the the cheese argument,
0: right? You can't say lump all the cheeses together. No,
1: no, 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 no. No. What I'm saying is egg belongs on here on its own because it's like ketchup. It should be one of the things that if you put it in the top five would work, right? But like putting blue cheese on this list, you're not just going to have blue cheese. You could just have... an look put like bacon and caramelized onions and tomato and I don't know lettuce okay can you put like blue cheese on that maybe could you put Swiss yeah. cheese on maybe depends on like what else is on there egg absolutely throw an egg same thing with avocado yeah so I think the I think Fri- the reason egg, fried right. egg is avocado I really want to get to the
2: heart of the problem with this list. The heart of the problem with this list is it was built by people from the East Coast.
1: Yes. So avocado should be number two.
2: You can tell because avocado is like, yeah, 17 or whatever. And egg is super low. If this was built by people who are no good burgers, like the West Coast, you would have eggs and avocado like three
1: and four. (laughs) I stand by this that we should not say eggs. It's a semantic argument. I understand but there's no other version of egg other than fried egg that gets included.
2: I mean, I agree. I'm not putting like scrambled eggs on my burger. That's not
1: a thing.
0: Unless it's a breakfast burger. Ugh.
1: Come on. But even then, you're 30 breakfast. years old. Grow up. Fried
0: egg. <laughs> no, I'm not saying I want my eggs to be scrambled even in that case. I want the fried egg. Yeah, yeah. you want the fried egg. Exactly. Fried.
1: Breakfast burger should have a fried egg too. You're right. Yeah. I don't okay. mm. Look, we're throwing okay. stuff off this list. Just throw out all the cheeses. We're lumping the cheese together.
2: Yeah, I don't know what to do with it, The cheese is so independent of like a bunch
1: of other things that I don't right. think. Cuz I that, I yeah. I don't like American cheese. But if I'm going to of- eat if I'm going to eat a Five Guys burger, I'm getting American cheese. Right. I think yeah, I think all the cheeses have their places in various
2: burgers, but I don't for the purposes of what we're doing here. You can't be like, well, I think American cheese should be this and f- cheddar cheese should be a different one. Like, no, get out of here. That's no. Yeah. Uh, I do like that. They, uh, uh, separated raw and fried onions because they are different enough. Yeah. And like different. a separate condiment there. So hold
1: on. They, so they also, they've, they've got three different types of onions on here.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm.
1: And they didn't include onion rings, but they have barbecue sauce. Uh,
0: I might. Barbecue I'm... sauce are fried, right? Fried onions? So I would say you might be able to lump onion rings in with fried onions. I that, realize
2: uh, that is what a onion ring is, styles
0: right? styles of fried onions, like there's onion straws and onion rings. and
1: Yeah, there's a lot of different fried onions, right. I guess. Okay. All right. Sort I'm willing of. to accept the ruling of the court of food crime.
2: And I think the, uh, we all agree caramelized onions are the best onions.
0: Yeah. No, I have no argument with where they put that.
2: Andrew really they wants to make
1: put make onion rings higher. No, 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 no. I, yeah, caramelized onions are the best. onions. sometimes I'd rather have a raw onion, but I don't think that makes it better. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I agree
2: with that. There are some burgers, like, especially if I'm at like a backdoor barbecue or whatever, A raw onion is often the way I want that burger.
1: Right. Yeah. So that's what I'm getting at. I think onion ring or fried onion is always third. There are some places in the world like a uh, Astro Burger where I want fried onion rings thrown in there. Um, But it's never going to be like my top choice just at random. And then, like Mm -hmm. you said, like at a backyard barbecue, I want that like straight up chopped raw onion that's sitting there on the table.
0: Well, here's a question for you brought on by Backyard Barbecue. Does raw onions count lightly grilled raw onions?
1: Sure. I mean, if if they're not caramelized. Yeah, Yeah,
2: you got to get all the way toasted to caramelize.
1: Like if they they have changed color and have become translucent, they have moved into caramelized, even if they're not by definition caramelized, right?
0: Yeah, I know. I know what they're. But you've changed
1: the flavor enough. Also, uh, does raw onions include for you guys red onion or no? I
2: mean, it is a raw onion. Okay. I don't know that I, when I think of raw onions, I do not think of red. I think
1: of white, but some, it is an option. Some people are completely against red, but love white onions. So I, I have equal opportunity onion eater and have no preference one over the yeah, other. I was going to say, I, I think like, you know, the archetypal onion that
2: I'm thinking of when you just tell me raw onion on a I'm burger specifically, the, right on a specifically on a burger, I'm thinking of the white onion. But if there was red onion on that plate when I was going to that burger, I'm putting it on there. Okay. I uh, think what we, I think the real heart of the problem with this list is basically from 12 to 18.
1: Yeah. So that's the stuff, right? That's the, how is that stuff there?
0: Yeah. It, that's the heart of a classic hamburger right there or a classic cheeseburger.
1: It's because they have seven different cheeses on here above that area. Right. So if yeah. you took the cheese down, you've already moved up 3 spots first of all. You okay. Is the order from 12 to Okay, so 12 to 18, ketchup, lettuce, mayo, mushrooms for some reason, egg, avocado, mustard. Is that I don't even think that's in the right order to begin with, even though we no, need no, to, it's not.
0: You're going to take issue with mustard being at the bottom of that list. Yeah, it
1: should be near the top.
0: I think the I I don't I don't
2: think this this section is in the correct order no but i think the like i agree with you the real problem is like some of these things i think are like so archetypally important to the idea of a burger yeah right That you can't have them this low on a list of like best burger toppings
1: i think i like i don't like pickles as much as you guys probably like pickles uh i like pickles now i've learned to like pickles and i'm not gonna even argue about bacon but if you, I took, think pickles are fine, but I don't think pickles okay, are number two. So there you go. That's for sure. So so I'm not even going to argue about bacon being at one. I'm going to say cheese needs to be number two, just cheese in general. Caramelized onions three, and then you slot some of twelve through eighteen right there at number four. Some, not yeah. all. I, yeah. I'm I'm with that. I think mushrooms doesn't get to go nope, up there. That was going
2: to be my target if,
1: if if I had to take a stand. Mushrooms. And I honestly has to go. think you can.
2: I think you can keep lettuce near the bottom of these.
1: Oof.
2: It's not not lettuce, as important as everything else. Lettuce
1: is a top ten, man.
2: I I think I agree with you that it's a top ten, but I think I want everything else in this little section before I want lettuce, uh, except mushroom. Not that I don't like mushroom. I also like mushrooms, but mushrooms are too, uh, too variable. You don't have mushrooms every time on a burger. You yeah. get them sometimes. And situations. mushrooms
1: suffer from the, is it a portobello? Is it grilled mushrooms? Is it, what type of mushrooms is it? What What else is on yeah. the burger? If, if yeah, you suffer, be... if you suffer from what else is on the burger, you shouldn't be in the top 10. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Should we reorder 12 through 18 real quick?
2: Let's yeah. just ignore mushrooms and then do. Okay,
1: it. more yeah. mushrooms and run it down. I'm gonna say I'm just gonna say my go out front, and then we <laughs> change it around. Avocado, mayo, mustard, lettuce. No, avocado. Yeah, hold on. Sorry, avocado, mustard, mayo lettuce egg ketchup maybe you could move would, mayo down or mustard down I wouldn't argue
0: I would move probably lettuce down and ketchup up from that
1: huh.
0: I like
2: I like where your headspace is I love avocado at the top that's like great I approve more people highly should try avocado on a burger I think you could drop egg a place or two and move the others up between i agree that ketchup and lettuce are the bottom here but it's not like i don't i don't have a strong affinity for one or the other
1: Mm. Mm. there's just so many times i don't want ketchup
2: yeah i the pro so okay here's my problem with ketchup right ketchup is a Like, it is a thing that every person I feel like has on a burger growing up. And then you get older and you're like, I had ketchup 8,000 times. I'm over this ingredient. And then you learn to like other things and then you stop eating ketchup. (laughs) (laughs) I think
1: these days, the only time I eat ketchup is on hot dogs. I was going to just literally say, and I was going to ask Michael too, that when was the last time you had ketchup on a hot dog? I can't. I cannot remember the like because I put on I'll put on everything mustard sauerkraut pickles pickle relish name it I'll throw it on a hot dog. I'm still pretty much
2: a purist on a hot dog. I like mustard. I like a little bit of uh, chopped onions, and then I like a bit of ketchup. See, mostly mustard.
1: I think the last time ketchup went on a hot dog for me was like at a baseball game at a baseball park. I got one fancy hot dog and one super cheap boiled ketchup hot dog. Nice. Yeah.
2: I just, I'm. Yeah. I don't know. Michael, I'll I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I think the, to answer your question, the last time I had ketchup on a hot dog was on Friday. That's what I was. uh, I was craving it for lunch and I went out and got myself just like an all beef hot dog, ketchup and mustard.
1: Very huh. solid. It was exactly what I wanted. And then you had so, then you had cream cheese on your hot dog on Sunday.
0: Well, that was a broth. So, <laughs> flip, <laughs> Apple, flip apples, this apples, question. Oranges.
2: Flip this question around. When was the last time you had ketchup on a burger, Michael?
0: Uh, probably also recently. I'm I'm partial to to ketchup on a burger. Michael's Andrew, a ketchup guy. Probably the last the uh, last time I, I had a burger.
1: I literally haven't put ketchup on a burger in a decade.
2: Yeah, so I think I'm not, certainly not a decade, but it's been a while for me. Like, probably whenever the last time I was at a backyard barbecue, again, would be a ketchup burger situation.
1: I can picture the last time I put ketchup on a burger, and it was like a, that I can remember. If somebody else remembers, you can remind me and tell me I was wrong. But it was like a a work job. It was like one in the morning, and I think I got a plain in and out burger with just meat and cheese and i put ketchup and mustard on it because i was so tired and not very hungry but i knew i needed to get up in four hours (laughs) yeah i think
2: the yeah i I just think that i am not a like i unless it comes on the burger without me having to order it i'm never ordering it yeah i might have it on the side with fries or whatever but i'm extremely unlikely to actually order the ketchup.
1: Speaking of in and out, not on this list is um the burger house staple thousand island topping.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean it, I, ba- I I barely I, want
1: that on the burger to start with, so that's
0: again, fine. Again, I I wonder too how much of that is an east coast west coast thing. Got to be.
1: Is that a thing? Okay. That's fair. Yeah, it's not Because well, In-N-Out not is really only West pig. Coast,
0: right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think Five Guys is a ketchup and mustard place, right? Mhm. Mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm. Uh, again, though, it is a ketchup and mustard place, but you got to order it. I'd still put. <laughs> yes, I, would,
1: I would. still put Thousand Island above barbecue sauce, bell peppers, spinach. Getting hit by by a food truck.
0: Yeah, that's why I said I'm. I'm just tossing 21 through 24.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm I, saying maybe I think it makes I, the top 20.
2: I think I agree because, like, do you ever really want spinach or bell peppers on a burger? No. no. Yeah, that's bell, bell peppers the thing. on Those a hot dog. Are, yeah. Those are mm-hmm. things that get put on your burger because they want to charge you twelve bucks. <laughs> like
1: right. they don't want;
2: they're not there because you wanted
1: it. Now, uh, like a super charred hatch pepper, I'd eat on a burger.
0: Sure, but I'd I'd lump that in with with hot peppers at nineteen. Right, that just seems like a catch-all to me. Jalapeno okay. for your sure.
2: because yeah. like yeah, the, you know you got to remember these are East Coast people, so they're probably not used to like Mexican. Spicy levels where, like, a hatch pepper may as well be flavorless. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
2: you know, because, like, they, they don't even have uh jalapenos on this list, and I think I would consider jalapenos separately in a lot of cases from most other kinds of hot peppers.
1: Yeah, I'd go right but, near pickles with me, but
2: again, it is not something that you can get outside of you know the southwest, I would guess. Easily,
1: fresh, anyway, fresh jalapenos, remember? right? The good ones, yeah. Can we talk about coleslaw?
0: I'd I'd I i i do not think I can think of a situation where I have wanted coleslaw on a hamburger. Plenty of other sandwiches, but yeah, not
2: a so that's the a I Yeah, so that's the thing. I, I, I think on a hamburger, you don't ever want coleslaw. of was of to say, I would
1: eat of other sandwiches I would eat coleslaw on, but I've never tried on, on I've never was it on a hamburger. I was hamburger. to was No, to even No. Like, even, even a hamburger that I would I would right, if right, picked I picked
0: ring onion ring and barbecue sauce, I still I still think not would want would talking right, about that's, pul- that's the right that's the right profile but you start talking uh, about stuff
2: like a pulled pork burger
0: there you go there you go now I want
2: coleslaw you start talking mm-hmm. about like lamb on a burger maybe we could have a discussion you know chicken mm, maybe yeah sure fried like a Nashville chicken, hot sure chicken. yeah like a, f- yeah, a fried you- chicken or a spicy chicken like that yeah coleslaw okay hamburger though beef patty mmm And if there's, and like, and you want cheese probably with that beef patty, then if you put coleslaw with cheese, it's just no.
1: Yeah. (laughs) All right. So they shouldn't have done past 20 at all. Okay, fine. I think they just, just, they stumbled at the beginning by adding too much cheese and it just threw their lists out of complete order.
2: Yeah. We didn't talk about it, but do you all agree tomatoes so high up here?
1: No, it ended up getting moved down when we moved our 12 through 18 up. Okay, yeah, because tomatoes feels like a lower level condiment. I think I would put tomatoes above ketchup and fried egg. Just because I don't always want a fried egg, but I want a tomato most of the time.
0: Yeah, I would would agree with you that I want a tomato much more frequently than I would want a fried egg.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, I, I agree with that.
1: Okay, so something like, and I disagree with number one being bacon. I think number one should be cheese. Uh, Maybe not. I don't even eat cheese that much on my burgers. Maybe it should be caramelized onions at one. Andrew's just making all sorts of
2: bad life choices here.
1: (laughs) It's just a lot of times I don't like the cheese that they offer.
2: I mean is this just cuz you don't like American cheese and American cheese is frequently the one you get?
1: Yeah. It depends on the if I've been to the place before, I'll know. I'll always try it with their I always try a restaurant's version of something untouched.
2: But yes, a lot of should.
1: a lot mm-hmm. of times I don't feel like the cheese and the patty mix together in that way of like the smash burger, which is also a very west coast thing by the way. Uh, a smash burger, I'll eat American cheese all day, every day. But a yeah. lot of times I'll pass on cheese. I don't know. And I
2: mean, you know, In-N-Outs are all American cheese as well.
1: Yeah, I pass on cheese there now too. I don't know. You guys pick the top five.
2: Well, I mean, I think we kind of... We kind of got I there.
1: Think we kind of got there, right? Yeah. It's
2: like, yeah, bacon... Your cheese, whether that's one or two, whatever. Someone else gonna have that argument, you know? You get your uh, your onions of the caramelized variety, and then you get your other, you know, your lettuce and your mayo and mushrooms and avocado and all that up there yeah. with mustard and, I don't and know about lettuce mushrooms. and ketchup at the bottom. Mushrooms doesn't come along
1: for the ride. No, no. Mushrooms is definitely below fried egg and tomato and onion and fried onion and
0: yeah it's it's too situational still yeah
1: okay i think we We fixed it we got this god they're so good about other things but whoa i
2: i'm i have read this article again and now see that they're saying this is the results of every person giving a score on a one every topping a score on one to ten And then this is taken by averaging those scores. Yes. This is a terrible way to create a ranked list. (laughs) (laughs) It gives you travesties like this.
1: Yeah, this is why grading grading. One
0: person can skew.
1: This is why you shouldn't grade on a curve, right? Like literally. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's a it's just terrible. When you create a ranked list, you have to have an argument about it, and someone has to capitulate. That's how ranked lists work. You you can't just, like, take averages and then go, oh, well, this is the scientific ranking. Like, no, it doesn't work like
1: that. Or if you're going to create a scientific ranking, you got to predetermine. Because, like, adding... Someone adding blue cheese on here, like, did they not have the discussion ahead of time about cheese before they started ranking stuff?
2: Yeah, right. Because like as soon as you no. see this list, you're like, "Why do I have to see cheese like ten times?"
1: No, because yeah. they
0: had to have, they had to have written out the list ahead of time to give you the option to give I each guess, one of these. A I guess. But so they... they wrote all these cheeses out
1: <sighs> deliberately. Man, it's, that's yeah. the real crime here. Other than twenty-one through twenty-four. Now knowing that they had to have written the list in advance, and let people put scores next to spinach. There's a reason it's 22, but
0: yes, yeah, nope. <laughs> all right. Well, if uh, if the people out there want to tell us why we're all horribly wrong and what the actual ranking should be, where should they tell us?
1: That would be podcast at we were dot com. You could also go to podcast at we were dot com and say, hey on that most recent episode of we were gamers, you didn't talk about games and we'd say, yeah, because we were gamers and we talked about food instead. There might be games next week. Oh, there definitely are. Cause, uh, JJ and I played some ODST. Oh,
0: nice. Uh, and JJ, I, I took your advice and fired up chips challenge.
1: Oh yeah. Free games. Yep. We okay. also have a website and a YouTube. The YouTube has a little bell you can click and you can subscribe to stuff. And then on there, you can find little cool playlists of things like subpods or component classes or whatever. And you can leave even, like, little helpful comments about what you liked. All those, those things are, are cool.
0: Definitely appreciate it.
1: Maybe we should have found a burger game to talk about in the burger discussion. Burger time? Burger time. <laughs> Literally the only burger game I like know.